Thanks for listening to the Revival Today podcast with evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or online at revivaltoday.com. Now, here's evangelist Jonathan. Thank you, Lord. Lift both hands to the Lord. Father, we thank you for the privilege to gather in your presence. Thank you for sending Jesus so that we can approach your throne. We don't have to cry out for mercy. We can talk to you as our Father. Thanks, thank, uh, thanks to the blood of Jesus, your Son. We don't take that lightly or for granted. Thank you for your instruction to come boldly before the throne of grace that we may obtain help, mercy, and favor in the time that we need it. That's what we're here for, Lord. If we felt like we could do everything with little to no help from you, then we'd be home with our faces buried in a bowl of SpaghettiOs. But we're not doing that. We're here in your sanctuary to acknowledge our total dependence upon you. Without you, we can do nothing. But thank you for your word that lets us know two things. Number one, we have you. And number two, because we have you, we can do all things because you infuse strength to our inner being. Thank you for empowering us for a year of exploits. A year where people that don't believe in God will see our lives and know that there must be a God. In Jesus' name. Thank you for opening divine doors of opportunity. In Jesus' name. I thank you for it and I give you praise. We give you honor today. We give you glory. We receive life and health and strength from your hand into our bodies. In Jesus' name, as we stand in your presence, thank you that your presence heals us. Your presence strengthens us. Your presence emboldens us. Your presence makes us like you in every aspect of our life. Let Jesus be in every fabric of our life. Let us look like Jesus, smell like Jesus, talk like Jesus, and act like Jesus. Keep us ever close to Christ. May we never drift away in this lukewarm hour. Let it never find a home in our lives. In Jesus' name. Now bless your people, I ask, O Lord. Bless them. And in blessing, bless them. In multiplying, multiply them. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it and give you praise. All God's people said amen. amen. Give the Lord one more great big hand clap and you can be seated. First Samuel chapter 30, verse 1. First Samuel 30, verse 1. By the way, just uh, once I get rolling so I don't forget, Pastor Bob Rogers from Louisville, Kentucky will be here tonight at 7 o'clock. Uh, when you find out what time he's... Coming in at the airport, have somebody on standby with a nice vehicle to pick him up in case I'm not there. I might be there, but I might not be. So that's tonight at 7, and he'll also be tomorrow at 7, and then we close out the week of meetings Friday. And, um, and that, then, that, then Saturday off and Sunday morning at Montour Junction, and then we break here 6 p.m. Sunday night with communion. That's going to be a celebration service, and it's going to be awesome. How many have enjoyed the time in God's presence and God's Word? To kick the year off. How many already have a, 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 a brewing in your spirit that it's going to be a special year? It's been, the, you know, last January was a phenomenal 
It was a record-setting month for me personally and in the ministry. We were just opening this building. Everything came in, no problem. And we were celebrating that. And this year's blowing that year out of the water uh, already, one month in, this month. So I'm just, I'm just excited and happy. I mean, my friends from Russia in the back, the news to me that my book's now coming out in Russian. And um, everything they're translating for us to reach that massive group of people makes me happy. The Lord did all that. I didn't have to hook any of it up. Jesus did it. Amen? First Samuel 30, verse 1. Three days later, when David and his men arrived home at their town of Ziklag, they found that the Amalekites had made a raid into the Negev and Ziklag. They had crushed Ziklag and burned it to the ground. They had carried off the women and children and everything else, but without killing anyone. This is a kind of life that I'm very thankful I don't have. And it's very hard for people to have a reference point to in the West. That you come to prayer and go back to Cannonsburg, and Cannonsburg has been burned to the ground, and your wife and children were carried off by raiders. Now, there are other parts of the world where they, that is a thing. Northern Nigeria, and I'm not going to offend a bunch of people that live. Northern Nigeria, um, back when ISIS was a thing, where you had a, you had a real threat. I mean, imagine. There's people that live like this. We get word as we're having this prayer meeting. Hey, just so you know, there's an there's a, a Islamic jihadist group that saw some of the stuff you guys put online, and they're coming right now. And they're, they're going to surround the place, and they're going to kill all of you. And there's no police to call. The police are with them, or the police don't care, or the police don't exist. There's no 911 to call in the bush in Africa. There was no 911 to call for a long time here. That's, that's where the gun laws and everything come from. Whatever you had, you were responsible to protect. And uh, that's, I don't like just glossing over these scriptures because you miss how deep of a sorrow and torment people were going through. You hear people read these scriptures and then say, you know, so the town was burned to the ground and their wife and children were carried off by human traffickers. How many know sometimes someone says something mean to us and it hurts our feelings? It's like, ah, those two things are not on the same level. They're, you're talking about people that are going through the harshest time of their life. When David and his men saw the ruins and realized what had happened to their families, they wept until they had no more power to weep. These weren't. Guys that were low on testosterone. These aren't guys that when they'd see a beautiful rainbow, they'd weep for half an hour. These are guys that if you read about David and his mighty men, they were <laughs> stone-cold killers with screws loose. They saw, one guy saw a lion and chased the lion down a snowy bank into a cave. Chase a lion into a cave. You're out of your mind. People on meth wouldn't do that. And these are the kind of men that are that strong. David, uh, David himself and one of his mighty men, they stood back to back. Now imagine this. You see, I play that game Modern Warfare, Call of Duty. If I see a team of four people coming, it's just me. I run. And it's a video game. They're seeing hundreds of men. You know, if I die, I can just hit the A button and live again. They're seeing hundreds of men come at them, and they go, now listen, you stand at my back. We'll stand back to back. And that way they can't hit me from the back, and we'll just kill every one of them until there's none of them left. Okay. And they just stand and wipe them out. Hand-to-hand -hand combat. No guns. It's like they had a machine gun, and it was just guys coming, you blow them away. These are these guys. So when you see them crying, 
till they had power to weep no more. These were not weak men. These were not men that were adverse to, to challenges. You come back home, everything you own is burned to the ground, and your wife and children are gone. And they weren't carried away by the Red Cross. They were carried away by raiders who were blood-worshipping occultists. So they're, 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 they weep till they had no more power to weep. David's two wives, Ahinoam from Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal from Carmel, were among those captured. David was now in great danger because all his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters. And they began to talk about stoning him. That's the other thing that any leader knows is if things are going bad, people bail on you. They get angry. I mean, you see, that's just people. They throw Jesus a parade, uh, uh, Palm Sunday, and then two weeks later, the same people that were at the parade are demanding his death. People turn on you quick. There's coaches. I, I used to live around Boston, and I got Boston Sports Radio. I would love to turn on whatever the station is now that covers the Patriots. Where Bill Belichick, I'm sure, has gone from being uh, the fourth member of the Trinity in New England, that they're probably saying, you know, he needs to go. He's been here too long. After like two losing seasons, after like 30 years of cheating their way to Super Bowl wins. So that's people. So now David's getting hit on like three fronts. He's lost everything, possession-wise. He's lost his family. And now the people are angry. That's how it goes. If this church, however many people were running on Sunday, if stuff happened and the accountant embezzled money and then the church somehow goes down to like 140, people start leaving. Youth pastor, I actually got an opportunity in Georgia that we were looking at. They're gone. Everybody, everybody splits. People, when, when things are going good, people are attracted to you. When things are going bad, people start fleeing. So this is the situation David's in. They talked about stoning him, not firing him, bouncing rocks off his skull. That's the Middle East. But David found strength in the Lord his God. What does it say in the King James or New King James? Anybody have one? David strengthened himself in the Lord. I want you to catch that. People can't, people can aid in strengthening you. Like my... My personal trainer that I use aids in strengthening me. But she can't, I cannot call her and say, listen, I don't feel like coming in today at 4 o'clock. So can you just work out extra for me? She can't. She can help me strengthen myself. But I have to strengthen myself. And the truth is, and you won't hear this from a lot of people, but you're hearing it from me and it's the truth. When you hear people say, pray for me, You kind of can pray for someone, and in another way, you kind of can't. The same way, I can't go on 21 days of fasting and tell Adalis, now you eat double for me. She'll get very well nourished, and I, I will not be. You have to do your own eating. You have to move your own muscles. If you're bedridden in the hospital, they can have orderlies come in every day and move your legs around and flip you around on the bed, massage your arms, but nothing will substitute, you remember those machines from the 60s, strap yourself in? And then they find out nothing substitutes for doing your own moving. 
And then when it comes to prayer, nothing can substitute for you strengthening yourself in the Lord. He who prays in an unknown tongue speaketh mysteries unto man, but he speaks directly to God and builds himself up or edifies himself in the process. If you're going to live an uncommon year, if 2023 is going to be a different year with uncommon success, one of the things that you're going to have to cross in your life is like David. David had connections with, with, with mighty men of God all through his life. Prophets, mighty prophets. Samuel on down the line. David didn't go run to them. Even under that old covenant, David strengthened himself in the Lord. How do you strengthen yourself in the Lord? What are ways the Bible gives where a man can strengthen himself or a woman can strengthen herself? When you praise God, praise brings strength to the praiser. The Bible says in Psalm 22, 7, God abides in the praises of Israel or God abides in the praises of his people. When you praise God, God enters into that praise and you draw strength from God. Where God is, there's not weakness, there's strength. When God comes in, that, that was my thing with keeping churches open during the COVID lockdowns. People don't get sick in church, people get healed in church. Do you remember two of the first reports they released back in February 2020 was of a church getting a, a church that had services in Europe or in Italy and everybody got sick? They just released last month that the, that was all false. And then the second thing, if you remember, they said that, that, that church choir met in Washington State and everybody tested positive for COVID. It wasn't a church choir. It was a, it was a city choir that rented a church to sing. So both things they used to say that churches were unsafe were total crap, which I, I, I could have told you that back then. Somebody put on Twitter the other day, if you didn't get the vaccine or participate in the lockdowns, why did, uh, what told you not to? What voice, no, it said, what voice did you listen to that caused you to believe that way? And I, I retweeted and wrote, the Holy Ghost. I knew Fauci was a liar when I saw him. I couldn't put my finger on it and articulate it, but I, I knew this isn't right. And when they start coming after church, and I don't hear any, anything about Buddhist temples or Hindu temples, those are all in America, tons of them. I don't hear anything about mosques. Everything's about churches and don't serve communion and don't sing and don't play instruments. Oh, okay, why don't you list off more things that God says to do, to not do. You're going down a list of everything that's dear to me in my faith and that I believe out of the Bible and telling me not to, not to do it. I'm siding with the Bible. So how do you encourage yourself? Isn't that interesting? We ask Christians not to sing during this time because singing spreads COVID. Well, you see now, if praise encourages people and gives them strength and the devil was using fear, he had to get people to quit praising God so he could attack their mind. I never stopped. And so my mind's intact. I haven't been on antidepressants one day. I've put people on antidepressants by my actions, but I've, I, I'm not on any antidepressants. Never have been. Because, say this out loud, the joy of the Lord, the of the Lord. Is, my is my strength. David encouraged himself in the Lord. We don't have prayer 12.05 to 1 p.m. four days a week because we, we feel like no one has anything to do and they need to be in church. You're taking time. Now, we're not praying right now. You're listening to me disseminate the word of God to you. But faith cometh by and hearing and faith brings victory. Faith is a power. Faith is a mountain-moving power. 
And when that comes into your spirit, you're, you heard uh, Brother Jesse tell that story when he was here about that, that guy in the wheelchair. And he's, he's hearing the word of God and bobbing up and down on his seat, even though he's a quadriplegic. And he grabs him by the shirt and throws him out. Brother Shambach one time, in the middle of his preaching, two rows of people in wheelchairs all popped up on the one point and started running around. And my Uncle Ted wheeled them to their place. One guy had a severed spinal cord from a shrapnel from Vietnam. Another guy completely broken back that severed the spinal cord from a motorcycle accident. So these were not people that were in a wheelchair because their ankles hurt if they walked too much. These were paralyzed people. And the power of God's word pulled them out of the wheelchair. David found strength. What do you do when you're going through the hardest time of your life? You, you don't run from God. You run to God. But what does that mean? You, you know, people use these cliches in church. So what do, you, what do you do to run to God? What that means is you engage God's power. There are buttons you can push, like you push a button at a, frosted yo- a, a, a frozen yogurt place and frozen yogurt comes out. There are buttons the Bible gives you to push that if you push those buttons, they produce the power of God. Praise in God. The Bible says when they shouted, the walls of Jericho fell flat. There was no prayer offered. When they prayed in Acts chapter 4, the building where they were meeting shook. There was, I'm talking real power. If it's shaking a building, it's not, it's not a ethereal power. It's real power. And that's why the devil mocks the power of the Holy Ghost because he doesn't want you to engage in it. If you do, he's finished. What do they say on CNN? All the, These Christians think they can pray a virus away. Well, I prayed more than that away. I prayed you away. You're not on the air anymore. And I'm on TV every Monday. Yeah, pray anything away I want. Can you say amen? Prayer, prayer will pray things away. Prayer will cause things to come towards you. You can pray things in, you can pray things out. There's things you pray for, and there's things you pray against. And that's why I'm role modeling. Now, all the Bible college students that are here, when you go out and pastor a church, I'll likely be the last person that you've ever had encouraged you to have daily prayer. But remember what you learned here. Remember what you see me do. There's a reason we have large, quick success. So don't pick some of the steps you see us do. Do all of them. They were daily gathered for prayer in the book of Acts. I didn't make these up. I'm just following what they always did. I have the, uh, the, the thought, there is no early church. There's just the church. And what the church did in the first century is what the church should still be doing in the 21st century. David strengthened himself in the Lord. When you come here, you're strengthening your spirit man, your mind, your body, every part of you is receiving strength because notice, I'm not saying send your prayer requests in and we're all going to pray for you. You know, I could do that. We've had, we've had some days a thousand people online joining us for prayer at a time. And we'd have more people than that if I ran the prayer meeting saying, now I want everybody to send in their prayer requests. They're going to print them off and bring them down to me. We're going to anoint them with oil and pray because that's what Americans like. Americans like a show. They like church to be a show. We invite you to stand and worship as we begin praise and worship. Obviously, you're not obligated to. You can just sit and drink coffee. And then the, the worship team sings songs. It's not even really the people's fault. Many churches, the worship team sings songs. No one knows. It's a new CD that came, or a new album that came out. They know it. So I like at our church how Pastor Uche and um, Brother and Sister Jackson, they sing songs that are in like the repertoire of Christianity that you can sing. How great thou art. If you don't know how great thou art, you need the devil cast out of you. 
Nothing but the blood of Jesus. There's songs for people to sing. It's not, you're not watching a performance. We sing, and man, in that dome on Sunday, you could hear the volume of praise going up from the people, and it sounded wonderful. Can you say amen? amen. So, yeah, I could gear it. Where tw- now, I promise you, I know TV, I know broadcasting. If we made this that every day at 12 or 5 to 1, you send in your prayer requests, and we'll pray for you. Brother Jonathan's going to come out of his prayer room and anoint it with oil, and he's going to offer a prayer for you. And, and th- I'm not mocking people that do that. That, that. that would work. I'm not saying nothing would happen. People would get results. But if you only know how to get fed, do you ever re- see the sign in the zoo or at state parks, don't feed the animals? Because why? Because then they'll become dependent upon you feeding them, and they'll l- lose the ability of how to get food for themselves. Well, you've basically turned the church into those kind of animals. I need prayer. Can you pray? No, you actually don't need prayer. You need to learn to pray. There's things that it's okay. Now, if you've been saved six months, that's different. One year, there is such a thing the Bible talks about, about being a babe in Christ or a baby in Christ. But then the Bible says there should be a time where you mature and move from milk to meat. I don't know about you, I don't want to know mature Christians. I want to be a mature Christian. I don't want to need prayer. I want to know how to pray. And then when you pray, you strengthen yourself. What's the first thing that happened? Number one, he found strength in the Lord. Then he said to Abiathar the priest, bring me the ephod. So Abiathar brought it. Then David asked the Lord, should I chase after this band of raiders? Will I catch them? And the Lord told him, yes, go after them. You will surely recover everything that was taken from you. Famous sermons that have been preached out of the King James Version of that. Pursue, overtake, and recover all. Say with me, pursue, overtake, and recover all. So David and his 600 men sent out. And they came, and then it's going to tell you the story of how they whooped their behinds and then brought all their families back intact and nobody had been harmed. Number one, prayer and engaging time with God strengthened David personally. Number two, it started getting his mind going in the aggressive direction and not the defense direction. You say, well, Father, thank you for, even though I've lost everything, thank you for giving me strength. No, I'm receiving power to go after the thing that came against me and take back what the enemy stole. 2023, you're going to receive back everything that's been taken from you by the enemy in Jesus' name. There's a man that flew out this morning that I introduced a few times. He got saved in Reno, uh, or got saved uh, in Florida. One of the men here led him to the Lord. And he's from Reno, Nevada, and uh, he got saved in September. He's been saved four months now. And he said, during prayer and fasting, I'm not receiving an offering. I'm just telling you what he told me. He said, during prayer and fasting, I sowed a $1,000 seed. And um, he said, for me, that's a lot. I said, it is a lot. There is something about a $1,000 seed that takes you from somebody that tips God to somebody that gives God the bulk of you. It's a different level of sowing. Gets the ball rolling on that. So he said, I did that. And he said, let me show you something on my phone. He showed me a picture. It was a check for $4,444. He said, I had a lawsuit settlement years ago. And he said, during fasting while I was here, that, that uh, legal team called me and said, we were going through our books today, and that payout that we gave you years ago wasn't the full amount 
we, uh, you're owed an additional 4000 no, 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 why? You can't even get workers to do what they're supposed to do that day. Somebody's just digging around. Hey, let me see if we owe anybody. Secondly, that gets you fired. Hey, boss, I found a bunch of people we owe money to. Get out of here. So if you can't, that's supernatural. So he showed me that check for $4,444. He said, that's now over $10,000 I'm up since the fast started. Since I sold that thousand. And then the way a new believer talks that hasn't had the chance to have Christians uh, fill them with unbelief. He said, and there's still one week to go. Well, just by the way he said it, it's that, how, it's not, well, praise the Lord. Now I know with every good, there's some bad. No. What God started, there's another week where it's going to keep going. Pursue, overtake, and recover all. Everything like we've prayed before that's been held up that you don't even know about. God is going to send his angels and release it to you. This is a year where you pursue, overtake, and recover all. In Jesus' name. If you believe it, shout, I receive it. So it strengthened him. It got him going in the, different, in the aggressive direction rather than the defensive direction. And then... Uh, Three, I would say it put a stop to the attack. The chapter could have just as easily finished, and the, the raiders regrouped and came back and attacked them again, and this time David lost half his men. Everybody say, stop to attack. Stop to attack. This is going to be a year of relative peace in the world and for the body of Christ. So as we pray... There's a stop put to attack and a stop put to losses. Whatever you've lost or been losing, it's going to come to an end now. Enough attack. I like that when that happened, David didn't get into a mode of, well, we all get attacked. That's just how things are now. This whole land's full of raiders and they're demonized and they come in. No, not only am I putting a stop to attack and I'm not going to put up with this and make this a lifestyle. I'm putting a stop to it. And then fourth... He pursued, overtook, and recovered all. So this time puts a stop to anything that's of the curse. And it now begins to open the door. And it all started with encouraging self, himself in the Lord and prayer. And uh, the chapter doesn't end with everybody in misery and David stoned to death. It ends with them all having their families back, the enemy dead, and them having plundered their enemy. And that's the Christian life. The Christian life is an overcomer's life. I was listening to a guy on Christian TV that's a nominal, uh, I don't know how to phrase it right. He's, he's not a spirit-filled Christian, he, so there, and he's not a faith person. He would have been somebody who's against the faith message. And then he started telling a story, which I didn't know about. And I'm saying that to make a point. I, I like people. Let me tell you, with what's going on in the world, if you're Baptist and don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that's not a problem for me. I like you. If you are a man and you know you're a man, well, then we have common ground and we can work from there. There's bigger fish to fry. I'm not, I'm not looking for America to go back to the 1800s. I was reading about one place I like to go, Sedona, Arizona. I thought that was like an Indian name or uh, First Nations people name for the city. But it was the, the wife's name. Her name was Sedona. Her mother made it up in Missouri. She thought it sounded pretty. She's right. So she, they named Sedona, Arizona after this lady. That was Her and her husband were the first ones to settle uh, that area. And uh, why don't I bring that up? Oh, yeah. Do you know why they had to leave Missouri and go to Arizona? Because they were Lutherans. And the state of Missouri ran them out of the state. <laughs> 
Do you know that used to be a thing? Like you weren't allowed, if you were a Presbyterian, you weren't allowed to date a uh, uh, Lutheran. If you were a Lutheran, I'm not looking for Christianity to go like that in America where we hate each other because one person baptizes in the name of Jesus and the other person baptizes in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. So I'm not looking for a return to those days. But this guy's talking, and I only brought up that he's not a faith guy because it, it shocked me that he mentions, I, I recently dealt with cancer. And he said, I made up my mind I was going to get better. So I found scriptures that deal with overcoming. And the title of his message that day was an o The Overcomer's Life. This guy preached one of the best faith messages I ever heard. It's amazing how people knock the faith message until cancer comes. And it's like, tell me about that faith message again. Because the church I go to, they tell you it's God's will and I don't really want to die. So I like your way better. <laughs> so this guy, just in confronting that enemy successfully became a faith man. So, you know, the Bible says this is, the, this is a, a non-faith guy talking. That's why I know the sermon. When I heard him talking, I jerked my head around. Is this the same guy? This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. He's just talking about how the Christian life isn't supposed to be a defeated life. It's supposed to be an overcomer's life. I was thinking, I could pull up sermons of yours from six years ago where you said the exact opposite, but I'm glad you're, glad you're coming around. So really, anybody that starts wanting to advance in life is going to come into the faith message. John MacArthur, that held the whole conference knocking faith people. When he kept his church open during COVID, I heard him say, the Bible tells us where to be meeting every Sunday. And I know people think that puts our health at risk. And he said, but even if it does, how many of us believe that God's going to protect us from disease? Uh, since when? Okay, that's fine. I'm glad this morning you started believing that. You used to knock people that believe that. So when people want to advance, there's just two different kinds of Christians. There's Christians that are content where they're at, and there's Christians that want to pursue and overtake and recover all, and go where their family's never been, and break barriers for their children, and go to, and ride upon their high places that God has for them. And when you get into that, you get into a, you start seeing the Bible not as a tissue box to rip pages out and dry your eyes and blow your nose. It's not a tissue box. It's the sword of the Spirit that with it you take it and do exploits. As we engage the word and prayer today. I see you pursuing, overtaking, and recovering all in Jesus' name. Let's stand on our feet and begin to pray. If you're filled with the Spirit, begin to pray in the Spirit. Go ahead and turn the music up. Broston di Anamontia. Kindi Anamondo Recatia. Bindi Anamondo Recati. Ondo Rapandia. Biscandi Anamondo. Boscondi Arabogoto. Bondo Recandi Anamontia. We worship your holy name, Jesus. We minister unto you in fasting and prayer today. Our God, our Savior, and our King. Bondo repandi anamondie. Kistoni anamondo recandia. Bondo repatie.
As you pray, you're strengthening yourself. As you lift up the name that's above every name, the name of Jesus, you're receiving strength. No, you can keep the music up. We receive strength today from your mighty hand. strengthened today. Be quickened today by the Holy Ghost.
In Jesus' name we prayed, everybody said. Amen. As I was listening to that song, Say the Name of Jesus, the lady uh, singing's name is Martha Munizi. So I know I asked for Jason Crabb to come and sing. Let me add her to the list, too. I'd like her to come sing at the church as soon as possible. Most, most of the singers want $10,000, which we're happy to give them. One guy came and sang and didn't ask for any money. We gave him 30. But if you want 10, you can have 10. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> Up to you. James 5. How many of you are blessed today? Yay. James 5, 13. Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. So everything I said is scriptural. Are you going through trouble? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing. Which means if you're not happy, you should not be singing on the platform. I had a very hard week. Then please have someone else sing. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church and have them pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick and the Lord will raise them up. And if you've committed any sins, you'll be forgiven. So the anointing with oil uh, can be used for those two things. So I had one, uh, one gentleman request prayer. I doubt he's the only one here. If you'd like to be anointed with oil before you leave today, I want you to come quickly to the altar right now. We're going to anoint you with oil and offer prayer. Quickly. God bless you. Where, you came from where? New Jersey. God told me. What part of New Jersey? Um, Bridgewater. Oh, yeah. I know that. God told me My mom's from Tom's River. Nice oh, to really? meet you. Yeah. I have a house in Seaside Park. Yeah, I know yeah. that. Glad you're here. Came all the way from New Jersey for prayer. Wow, okay. Yeah. Should have said if anyone doesn't need a little <laughs> Lift your hands where you're standing. This is not a religious ritual. The Bible says if anyone does this, the person will be healed and they will be forgiven of their sins. This isn't to put oil on your head and you, come, you leave full of sin and sickness. The oil is a type of the Holy Spirit and a, a symbol of that that actually carries the power of the Holy Spirit as we do it. And so this is not something we're doing just so you can feel a little better. You went through something, clutched some beads. Anyone, their prayer offered in faith will heal the sick. And the Lord will raise them up. Those are absolute terms. And any sins they've committed will be forgiven them. Let me pray for you first. Come right here in the corner. Glad you came. You're from around here? Glad you're here. Lift both hands. Father, I thank you for my brother, and I thank you for all my other brothers standing behind him. The ladies, my sisters, in Jesus' name, I anoint you with oil in the name of the Lord. Whatever you came here for prayer, I command a speedy answer to that prayer now. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet, I command you to be healed. I command you to live a long, good life. And any problems you've gotten yourself into or somebody else got you into, Father, get, get him out of that pit today and put his feet on the rock to stay. As he's turned to you, give him the answer to the prayer. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Stay there for a little bit and let the Lord touch you. Every hand lifted. I thank you, Father. Thank you for answers to all these prayers in Jesus' name. Thank you for the ridding of every sickness and every disease 
in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I thank you for it, Lord. I give you praise, O Lord. I give you honor, O Lord. I give you glory, O Lord, in Jesus' name. No sickness, no sin, no disease. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. I thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for a touch from heaven. In Jesus' name. Thank you for doing great and mighty things in every life. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for my sister from New Jersey. Now, she followed your instruction to come. Now, be healed. I commend your appetite to come back. And you hold food down. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise, O Lord. I give you honor, O Lord. I give you glory. If you're still in your seat, stretch your hands forth towards these and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Let the fire of God come right upon him. In Jesus' name. Every addiction broken. Every fear broken. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for doing supernatural things this year. In this church and in the lives that come to this church. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Good catch. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I got you already? Yes. I think so. In Jesus' mighty name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for strength. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Glad you came today. Name's Ron. Jonathan. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Be healed in your body. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you, O Lord. Thank you, Lord, for two of the original prayer people. In Jesus' name. Be blessed. Have the best year you've ever had. Have the greatest year you've ever had in Jesus' name. Be blessed, little baby. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. I thank you for it, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Everybody said? Now, you're not allowed to leave here sick or carrying any disease. The Bible said so. Just like you don't carry sin away, Jesus takes your sin. This is the same mode to absolve sickness and trouble. So I break that over your life in Jesus' name. This Sunday I'm preaching a message called Reversing Attack. And that's what has happened today. Your body will amend and become stronger from this moment very quickly. 
Whatever trouble you're in, the Lord's pulled you out of it. Your feet are on the rock to stay. And you're going to stay serving the Lord all the days of your life. Amen? Who told you about here? You're dead. I'm glad you came. Come back. I like you. I'll make you an usher. Could use you. I would like you protecting me. Or you can work with the kids, whatever. God bless you. Lift your hands one more time. Father, thank you for the power of sin being broken. The power of depression being broken. The power of every unclean substance and thing being broken. And all sickness and all disease destroyed by the blood of Jesus Christ. I command kidneys to come back to life. Livers to work correctly. Any kind of internal problems, I command them to be healed now. In Jesus' name. We're careful to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. For it's to you and you alone who it's due. By the way, if you're watching from the World Economic Forum, I know one of your agendas is to get people off of religion. Great job. You're doing a great job. So keep up the good work. Wish you all the best in Switzerland. See you tonight at 7 o'clock. Give the Lord a great big hand clap. We'll see you tonight in Jesus' name. Hey, this is Jonathan Shuttlesworth. I want to thank you for listening to my podcast, or if you're listening to my wife's. Thank you on her behalf. If you want to be more than just a casual listener and stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to our generation, go to RevivalToday.com and click Give Now and be a part of the 1,000 monthly partners that we're believing for. I have a special gift that I'll send to you today, and I'll say thank you in advance. Until next time, thanks for listening. See you later.